And this is the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. Also, Adam McManus on this edition. Friends, we have engaged the pro-life battle for a long time. Since, well, 1973, I got involved roughly 1981 with the silent screen screened at my college, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. It was the Coalition of American Pro-Life University Students, a group called Campus that pulled together and formed a pro-life stance and a pro-life organization, and we raised money for crisis pregnancy centers, and I guess the rest is history. We continue to engage the issue, but we're not making all that much progress. Now, some say, yes, surgicals. We're making more progress on surgicals. Well, the problem is the kill pill has increased. Now, official numbers is 50% of the abortions in America are done by the kill pill and 50% by surgicals. So while there were no kill pills in the 1990s, it was a zero and it was all surgicals. You're looking at anywhere between 1.2 and 1.8 million abortions, surgical abortions in the 1990s. Now, about half of that, actually just over half of abortions by official numbers are conducted by these clinics using the kill pill, but does not include the kill pill by mail programs. And so we really have no idea where we are right now unofficial statistics when it comes to abortion. I just think as pro-lifers, we need to realize that, hey, the problem, the Pandora's box is wide open on this one now. And coming after the reversal Roe v. Wade, abortion is now becoming much more accessible in the United States with the DIY method, do-it-yourself method. The FDA has announced it will allow the abortion kill pill to be available at retail pharmacies. That's that's a new development. Uh, used to be just clinics. It's 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 been accessible by mail. I'm going to say since well since June of of last year. I think it's isn't that pretty recent, if I'm not mistaken, or at least it's been legitimized recently by the FDA. So kill pill by mail available as well as kill pill by pharmacy. So they're just opening up access is what's happening, and probably because of a fairly liberal presidential administration. That's got to be it. It wasn't like President Joe Biden was all on board with the reversal Roe v. Wade. What I think we need to understand is just because the Food and Drug Administration has indeed loosened regulations about the availability of the abortion pill in pharmacies like Walgreens and CVS, both of which have said they will make them available, that does not mean it is necessarily available in your state. For example, I looked into it here in Texas. CVS and Walgreens are not legally allowed to do so because of laws that we have on the books. But I would encourage you to go to theworldview.com and do a search for CVS or a search for Walgreens, and you'll pull up the newscast that we did in which I urged listeners to send a personal letter to the CEOs of both companies objecting to this newly made available abortion pill. And I got a letter from an email from one of our listeners who said, you also should urge people to consider disinvesting from CVS and Walgreens because that is, or, or people not to shop and essentially to boycott those two pharmacies and go to either another national chain or an independent pharmacy 
or perhaps one through your grocery store so that you hurt them in the pocketbook. That's going to be a real critical tool in our battle against the death culture that's on the rise in America. And, you know, you also covered the New York Times article that reported an organization called Aid Access is mailing abortion pills to states which limit abortion. And and they they, they, they have advertised or they've at least uh, allowed the New York Times report to to access their information. Uh, they're averaging over 80,000 requests per year right now. Uh, the requests are coming in from 27 states, uh, most of which are the pro-life states, so the states that limit abortion. That's that's their focus. That's what they want to do. So aid access is is actively sending abortion pills into states where abortion is highly restricted, and they're doing 80000 a year. There's also, I counted, at least 20 other dispensers of the kill pill by mail advertised in the World Wide Web. That, that was my count. Now, I, did, I went, I think, three pages deep, Adam, so, you know, I, with DuckDuckGo, I don't do use Google anymore, by the way. I, I'm, I'm anti-Google now. I'm a DuckDuckGo guy, okay? Just so everybody I knows. I have used those as I'm well. I'm the DuckDuckGo guy. <laughs> yeah. But, but my research found 20 dispensers of the kill pill by mail, which means we could be upwards of 1.2, 1.6 million kill pills per year now. I think it's important, Kevin, to differentiate between chemical abortion and birth control. Birth control is administered to suppress a woman's fertility. It's preventative. Chemical abortion is not a preventative attempt. Human offspring has already been created, implanted, and is living and developing. Chemical abortion is the intentional termination of that human life within the first trimester by blocking necessary hormones to end the life, then stimulating the expulsion of the remains. Now, I will say, and and you have said this often on Generations, but it bears repeating, that there are some birth control pills that have an abortifacient aspect to them where a life is ended, but that is not the purpose of them. The purpose of them is to prevent fertility. Or to prevent conception. Some people say it's conception control, and I get that. It's perhaps a little bit more uh, accurate. But I want you to give us a little bit more background on this this kill pill because, wow, there's just new research coming out on this. And let's take a break. When we get back, Adam is going to share with us more on this development Are are we going to get away with this? Are people going to get away with killing their babies by this chemical means? Or are there extenuating problems with it? That next on Generation. Stay with us, friends. You know, busyness has a way of creeping into our lives. As dads, it can leave us longing for moments of one-on-one time with our sons to simply talk. And those moments can be tough to come by. I get it. That's one of our top goals for our annual summer father-son retreat in the Colorado mountains. To provide quality time for you to connect with your son, can you think of anything more important for your schedule next year? If you are looking for an opportunity to bond, to really bond with your son, then join me, Kevin Swanson, and hundreds of other fathers and sons from across the country next August. But be sure to register soon because we max out the camp every year and we're already filling up. Go to coloradofatherson.com today and choose one of the two weekends available before they are full. Lord willing, I will be there and it will be a great opportunity to meet you and your son. This is your chance to secure the lowest price for this event 
So go to coloradofatherson.com and register today. And we are back on the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson with you, Adam McManus, as well as we deal with a very important development in American social systems. That, of course, is the, the, the ease by which children are eliminated. And if anything, that's what has happened. The game has changed since 1973. More technologically advanced systems are in place to ensure the killing of more children more conveniently than ever before. We've talked about the IUD, which uh, has a huge abortifacient effect on it. One report indicates uh, 14% of American women 15 to 44 years of age use the IUD, resulting in the deaths of 12,330,000 babies per year. That's an increase from 960,000 in 2000. Day after pill technology also is adding more opportunities for abortifacient. A report from the Charlotte Lozier Institute indicates that there would be another 2.5 million babies killed annually by the use of the Plan B pill, up from virtually zero in 1995. And now, as we mentioned, anywhere from 650,000 babies, that's the official number, to I would guess as high as 1.6 million babies are killed by mifepristone, that is the kill pill. And now, of course, the accessibility to kill pill much, much better than it was or easy, easier than it was, which means that uh, you could see more convenience abortions than ever before. And you think about it. If women say, all I need is this IUD, all I need is the kill pill, all I need is the plan B pill just sounds so convenient. And my guess is they're going to access it much more so than they would a surgical abortion. It just seems so much more convenient, so much less likely to cause problems, less bloody, less, you know, interfering on the part of doctors. So I'm guessing there will be more and more women going for this, uh, this chemical abortion. And yet there are side effects. It does get messy and there are side effects to the point of needing hospitalization. In fact, here is a list. There's about 12 different side effects that can come from killing your baby at home. They include pain, possible severe pain, heavy or prolonged bleeding, not for days, but weeks, multiple weeks, fever, infection, an incomplete abortion requiring a surgical follow-up, nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, feeling dizzy or having a headache, short to lasting hot flashes, hemorrhage, blood clots, an undetected ectopic pregnancy, which is life-threatening. And I know about this firsthand. Our first pregnancy ended in an ectopic pregnancy. Unbeknownst to us, of course, the child had been implanted in one of Amy's fallopian tubes. And the next thing I knew, she was white as a sheet, sweating profusely and on the floor in terrible pain. And I rushed her to the hospital. They said, we're glad you got here when you did, because we needed to remove that fallopian tube immediately. Permanent infertility. If an RH negative mother is not administered something she needs, she can experience permanent infertility. Imagine that. And of course, the most dramatic effect that is negative is maternal death. Now, a 2018 study in Sweden documented that there are 7.3% complications occurring with the kill pill under the 12-week time frame. 
Over time, the rate of complications for the kill pill abortions under the 12 week time frame increased from 4.2 to 8.2 between 2008 and 2015. The most common complication from the kill pill, 57%, was an incomplete abortion, which occurred 153 times. Here you're trying to avoid that, and you eventually have to do it. In literally 60% of the cases, you have to get a surgical abortion anyway. So this is not what the abortion industry is selling it to be, safe, easy, and convenient. There is a show that I would encourage people to check out on Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk website coming up next week, in which a young woman who founded a group called Support After Abortion, her name is Lisa Rowe, talked about how here is a woman who is already traumatized, is choosing to do a do-it-yourselfer with these abortion pills at home through pain and bleeding and everything else, delivers this baby into her toilet and is now looking down in the toilet bowl, seeing her own offspring and has to make another painful decision in this series of painful decisions and literally flush her own baby boy or baby girl down the toilet. Can you imagine? It's shocking. It really is to think about what a woman faces when doing this at home, because not surprisingly, Kevin, the entire abortion industry has lobbied very successfully in withdrawing all the safety precautions that would otherwise be there for the requirement to have an in-person meeting and visit and explanation and giving the written materials so they understand what the risks are and what to expect. They want all of that taken away so they can send it off by mail to a place like Texas where we have pretty much outlawed all abortions and and other similar pro-life states. But she urges Lisa Rowe of Support After Abortion for people to call who've experienced abortion, to call for help that is compassionate, that is timely at 844-289-HOPE, 844-289-HOPE. And just looking at the raw data, it's anywhere from 30 to 40% of women in America today have had an abortion, and it's something that most pastors, you're, you're lucky if the, if the pastor on somewhere near the anniversary of Roe v. Wade will address the importance of taking a stand for life, much less one of the healing programs that are offered to women who've experienced abortion, and a website that people should check out, especially if you're dealing with regret, anger, shame, grief, anxiety, as opposed to board of woman, go to the website support afterabortion.com. Not only do you find a lot of information online, but you can find local groups in your area where you could either meet in person or you could meet by Zoom and get the help you need at supportafterabortion.com. And of course, these numbers don't include the numbers of babies that have been killed by abortifacients, plan B, etc. But how do you put this genie back in the bottle? How do we stuff these demons back into Pandora's box? I I do believe there's room for repentance. There's room for forgiveness in Jesus Christ, and we need to keep presenting that. Uh, But let's step back and say, what's happened to us? Our institutions have deceived women, yes. Women are losing a natural love for their own children. Now, sometimes that's that wake-up call. 
as you've mentioned, Adam. And I hope that wake-up call just spreads everywhere uh, to those who have had abortion and to those who haven't had abortion. But that abortion spirit, that, that abortion spirit that doesn't love children, that doesn't express the love of Jesus as we should. Yeah, I, I think of Matthew 24. Johnny Cash has this uh, song called Matthew 24 is knocking at the door. And, you know, it's not the song everybody's heard, but but he's got a point. Matthew 24 is knocking at the door. Many will be offended, verse 10, will betray one another, will hate one another. Many false prophets rise up and deceive many. I'm thinking about, you know, Margaret Sanger being one of the false prophets. And because lawlessness will abound, that is, antinomianism will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, again, I'm not applying Matthew 24 specifically to this age, but I think there is an application to it. And let's draw that application. The love of many grows cold. So how do you solve this? Now, I don't think that just changing the law overnight will really help that much with where we are right now. I think what we need is a change of heart. And uh, we, we need a revival. We need a reformation of, of love for children sweeping through our churches. Yes, pastors need to deal with this. Absolutely. It begins there. It begins in the churches. This one begins in the churches. This one begins with the, the preaching on the self-centered existentialism that is yielding a society of pornography, of self-centeredness and abortion, the use of abortifacients, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not like this is the first time in human history in which women have used chemicals, herbs, to, to kill their children. Witches and pagan priestesses were known to administer these sorts of chemicals and herbs to women who wanted to kill their babies. And that, you know, over 4,000 years, just now it's being mass produced by these uh, pharmaceutical companies and administered by uh, people who, you know, they don't look like witches. They don't look at pagan priestesses, but they, they, um, they sell this stuff at, you know, drugstores, Walgreens, CVS. So until God puts this thing back in the closet, until God's judgment shakes up the whole world, I don't think we're going to see this thing going back into Pandora's box anytime too soon, but I think what we are looking for is a, a reformation, a revival, a, a reviving of God's love in the hearts of churches, Christians, mothers, fathers, and pastors dealing with these issues. One final point, and that is if you know someone who has taken the first regimen of chemical abortion, that is the mifepristone. It functions by blocking the progesterone from the baby, which is fatal, but it is possible to be reversed. Hundreds of babies have been saved by the quick administration of progesterone within 72 hours of ingesting the mifepristone. And you can learn more about that at the website abortionpillreversal.com. That's abortionpillreversal.com, and the toll-free number is 877-558-0333. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast, friends. I'd encourage you to my book, Family Life, to get a little better view on how we need to view children in general. That book available at generations.org, Family Life. 
I recommend it to you now. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.